Welcome to Hustle and Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. I'm actually excited because I think this is a fun episode today, which is a little weird to say because we're at the Frisco Police Station, but it's fun because of what we're going to be talking about and who we're going to be talking to. So I want to welcome my guest, Billy Clay. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. I'm excited to hear a little more of your story. So you are the Assistant Chief of the Frisco Police Department. So I guess first, like, um, I do kind of want to address why we're at the police station and what your role is here and, um, you know, here with the police department. So kind of tell us that to start us off. Yeah. So like you said, I, I work for the Frisco Police Department. I'm one of the assistant chiefs here. Um, underneath uh, my role, I have the Operations Bureau uh, and the Administrative Bureau. Um, under the Operations Bureau, we have um, all of our day-to-day -day patrol operations. We have uh, SWAT, canine deployment, um, That's a lot. Day-to-day -day and all this. All of that stuff that goes into this. So um, that's why we're here today. That's why I'm in uniform and, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. So as I've met you before, this is not our <laughs> first meeting, uh, we kind of uncovered some of our mutual love for sports. And that's some of the things we're going to get into and how that sort of mixes with, with your role here. But um, before we do that, I just want our audience to know your background because we uncovered you know your sports background so tell me like what was like growing up what mm -hmm. was sports look what did it look like for you so we, we were always um, involved in sports from a very young age um, I played just about everything on dirt that you could um, from soccer starting out to baseball uh, football yeah. um, and it was always ingrained in me a love for the games um, not only just because of the, the competition um, and the, the atmosphere around it, but uh, from my parents' standpoint, just like my, my standpoint now with my children, mm -hmm. is that um, you get a lot of life lessons out of that. Right. And so that's, you know, that, that feeling of, of teamwork and accomplishment, um, the discipline, um, the integrity that comes with um, each one of the games that we play um, is what was instilled in me at a young age. and. It's something that carries over in my my day to day life now, and and with being a police officer, like the probably right. I'm assuming the respect um, for the officials and the coaching staff. As you're a kid, all these older people, you know, I think that is, it's not lost by any means now, but it is a big topic and a right. talking point now. Is you know we see a lot of different sports struggling to find officials, mm -hmm. keeping people that want to come out because. It's actually, they're not always getting treated badly by the kids. It's a lot of the adults. Right. But, but right, the respect, it is a right. huge life lesson in sports that, you know, you don't automatically think of that when you think of childhood sports. Right. And we, we all have to remember, you know, the reasons why we're there. Um, you know, winning is an important factor of life. Sure. Um, but it's all of the the extras that come along with that, too, and what gets you into that that championship mentality, that winning mentality. It's not only winning at sports, but like I said, it's winning at life. And yeah. all of those extra um, values that you are created through on the field yeah. is, is what's gonna carry you forward in life. And, and we are seeing, um, you know, my son, he officiates baseball. Oh, now. really? And okay, that's so, what I'm thinking of when I'm talking about officiating is the baseball empire. Right, changes. and he, um, he, he gets put into a situation where, you know, he's a 17-year-old kid that is making decisions and having conversations with adults. And, yeah. and I think that the younger generation seeing someone that's not too far off from their age as they're playing at 13, 14 years right. old and seeing that mutual respect and seeing... Um, how to understand authority despite age differences is a huge key in, in success in life. Yeah, I agree. 
So you talk about playing all these sports when you were little. Whereabouts? What part? Are you in Texas? So originally, yes, ma'am. I'm from East Texas. I okay. uh, grew up in Longview. Um, I played uh, high school football and baseball. Um, I threw the discus in the track okay. uh, uh, so team. So, so then as you're growing up, what teams are you following? Like, who are you watching? Who are you rooting for? It was always from a young age, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys and Texas okay. Rangers, you know, and back in the days of, you know, Nolan Ryan, um, I, I was never a pitcher, but just watching Nolan Ryan, I remember guys like Ken Griffey Jr., yes. um, you know, Yvonne Rodriguez. I was obsessed with Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Because of the lot, like just the streaks and all yeah. that, and just everybody loved him. Yeah. Right. And, and the Nolan, of course. I'm yeah, Nolan Ryan era too. All-time yeah. good guy, and, um, you know, Football-wise, watching, I was, uh, you know, looking at me now, you wouldn't think it, but I was always an undersized guy for for playing football, and that's kind of what carried really? me through was working on the little things mm -hmm. um, and attention to detail and um, watching guys like uh, Mark Stepnoski, mm -hmm. who was one of the smallest offensive linemen in the league and had a successful career, but seeing how the attention to detail and the footwork um, is what drove me and, and I was very fortunate as we talked before you know to play in in college yeah um, yeah I want to so. definitely want to hear more about that and go ahead no no just before we do though um who else I know you were t you said Mark Sitnowski but who else are you watching and learning from I mean just the way that they handled themselves on and off the field guys like Emmett Smith yes, Troy Aikman it. I mean I know it's a lot of Dallas Cowboys we but that's what the same was... age because like <laughs> these are all my guys too yeah, yeah. And, and seeing how those guys interacted not only with you know the community but their teammates um, how they won and lost with grace and and that's sure. a, a big part of sportsmanship in, in a whole absolutely and sometimes losing is um if you don't get to lose, mm -hmm. you don't get to learn how to lose with grace. Um, you know, you talk about like we the, in the triplets era, they didn't they didn't have to do that a lot. <laughs> but but I, when I think about like our kids, you know, I have had kids that are on really good teams. Of course, it's great to be on bad teams too. But when they're on the really good teams, sometimes I'm like, oh, we need you know we need to lose a few this season so that these kids don't think that they're better than they are or. Right don't realize that it's hard to be the kids on the other side when you're really beating these teams. It's it's great to be fun or happy and celebrate, but like you have to remember there's somebody on the other side that, right. that isn't feeling good about it and they just got whomped. And so you need to win with grace and lose with grace. But sometimes, especially in Frisco, like it can be hard for your kids to have to, to get to learn that lesson if they're on good right. teams that win a lot, right? Right, and, and failure, as we all know, as you grow up is a part of life. Um, and it, it's yeah. not um, necessarily um, the failure that is the key part of that, but it's how you respond to it. And, yep. and learning uh, to be humble um, in both your winnings and in your losses is, is a key part of you just being a human being and understanding how to interact and show that grace. And um, so it, it's extremely important to, to learn how to lose and to learn from it. Um, right. And that's when I say winning isn't everything. It's it's that mentality that comes with it. Winning is always good and that's what we're striving for. But there's, there's a lot of times in life where you're not gonna have control over wins and for losses. Sure. So, and not everybody can win. I mean, when you right. talk about, if, you, if, if everything's winning, you know, you can advance and get to levels, but only like only a fraction of the people in the league or whatever you're doing is going to actually win. Right. So you can't, all, you're just not always going to be like the ultimate winner. And if you keep setting that as your only goal, you're going to, you're setting yourself up for, 
for discipline. Right. Okay, so you talked about playing in college. So um, where were you and what you alluded to linemen? Yes, I, I was a, an offensive lineman. Okay. Um, I started at Tyler Junior College. Uh -huh. um, I went to uh, TJC for two years out of high school. Um, originally, when I was coming out of high school, um, there were some coaching changes at a school that I was committed to. Um, and then so that kind of fell apart, which was, again, a, a lesson in life that not everything is guaranteed. Yeah. Um, so I had to learn to restructure. I ended up going to Tyler Junior College and playing two seasons there um, before I went on to play at University of Southern Mississippi um, for two more seasons in 99 and 2000. Okay. So. Yeah, I, it, like, it makes me like my gut hurt when you hear like when you know kids are committed or expecting to go somewhere mm -hmm. and it all hinges on a coaching staff because right. that's just how recruiting works, right. right? Like, because this guy likes you and says you're coming or wants you, it doesn't mean the next guy coming in is going to be able to maintain that promise right. or commitment, right? Is, right. It, is there ever, is it ever like guaranteed? It's, it's never guaranteed <laughs> until you sign, um, okay. you know, on the dotted line. Okay. And, and when you sign your, your national letter of intent, you actually sign your scholarship and um, a lot of people don't realize too that that's a yearly event as well. So oh. um, you're not always guaranteed that you're going to be somewhere for come, four years and come back. Uh, and, yeah. and come back. So you're you're competing every year, um, and again that that keeps your drive and motivation going. And whatever motivates people to want to go to the next level, um, whether it's they want to go to the next level for an education or they want to go to the next level as a stepping stone to the the pros. Um, I think having that realistic mindset that they're, like you said, there's a very small percentage of people that get to that point, right. um, even coming from high school to college, whether it's, you know, the smallest D3 or the biggest D1, um, there's still only so many slots. And then right. when you go, we just, we just had the NFL draft, right? Mm -hmm. And there's um, a small fraction of college players that were hoping to get drafted and then that actually did. So... Um, there's no guarantees, and I think that that's part of having that mindset and that growth mindset of, of wanting to continuously get better in whatever is thrown at you, whether it's sports or it's life or it's work or it's police work or it's yeah. reporting. So whatever that is, um, all of that is ingrained, I think, really and truly goes back to, from to when sports. You're, yeah, from when so, you're growing up, and that's yeah. that's my growing, like my experiences growing up was how it all goes back to sports from as far back as I can remember. Mm -hmm. I was playing something being on a team, mm -hmm. having teammates, having to figure out, you know, the relationships between teammates and coaches and balancing your life and your schedule and what's more important and this right. and that. All that stuff goes back to, for people like us, to childhood sports. Right. Yeah. And you just said a good segue to police work. So we're going to come back and talk about that. But first, we are going to take a quick break, hear from one sponsor. We'll be right back. We're going to learn more from Billy Clay about um, how his police work weaves into the sports world here in Frisco, Texas. So we'll be right back. I want to tell you guys about Beyond Studios. I'm going there for Pilates right now and I love it and I want you guys to try it out. You can actually try your first class for free when you use my code hustle and pro that's hustle ampersand ampersand pro and you'll get your first class for free. So you can check it out at either their Beyond Studios location in West Frisco on 4th Army or the Beyond 500, which is at Lebanon and Legacy, and that's more of a cardio workout. So head to thebeyondstudios.com to find out more. Welcome back. We are here with Assistant Chief Clay talking about his background in sports, and now we're going to talk about 
how your love of sports also gets to kind of play into some of your responsibilities. Now you talk to us about all the day-to-day things and all the departments and groups of people that you um, are over here. So I'm I'm guessing that working with sports teams and venues here in Frisco is a small piece of that, but but it is a big deal. And I've only recently learned about all the, you know, how much of an undertaking that is for you guys. So tell me just a little like, and, and for our audience that just doesn't think about it, like what is the Frisco Police Department doing when you talk about the sports landscape of Frisco? Yeah, you know, Frisco has, has grown up. It's been named the, the you know, Sports City USA. Um, we have a lot of sports partners here from the Dallas Cowboys, um, you know, the Dallas Stars. We have the Mavericks uh, developmental team. Um, we have the Rough Riders. We have the PGA coming. Yeah. We have MLS uh, soccer. So we pretty much have all sports covered. And um, people don't usually realize um, that the relationships and the, the working back and forth that goes with planning events, mm-hmm. um, planning security at different events out there. Um, you know, uh, one example I'll use is we know that we're hosting the the. Uh, senior PGA tournament mm-hmm. here next year. It's going to be the first tournament that's uh, played at our new PGA headquarters. 23? In 23. Already here. I it's remember, here. I remember back when they announced that, I was like, that's a while away, but now it's it's here. And here we are <laughs> a year out, and we're already working on that. And, you know, we're having discussions um, with them, you know, uh, about the different security needs that are going to be there. Um, we, we take our team and we uh, we're going to go watch the some of the background layout of the PGA tournament mm-hmm. that's going on up in Tulsa mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. And little field trip homework. Little field trip homework. <laughs> and, um, you know, we have to make sure that anyone that, that comes to these events here, um, you know, safety and security is our number one priority. And we want people to feel safe if they live here, but we also want people to feel safe when they come visit here. Yeah. And these are huge attractions. I mean, people fly from all over the world just to come take a picture in front of the Cowboys headquarters. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's one thing that y'all are tasked with the citizens that live here, right? right. That's your everyday. Well, but there's so much sports here. That's kind of everyday. <laughs> but then like with how much, you know, I, I, I'm a contributing writer for Visit Frisco and that cover their sports mm-hmm. and how much outside traffic comes to the city right. for sports is unbelievable. Right. Because you mentioned the big stuff. Right. But then you talk about Gymnastics at the Star, Correct. youth hockey at Comerica. Um, we have a ton of college basketball mm-hmm. at the Star, and I mean, those are there's lacrosse, there's now arena football, but but the things that come in town, bowl mm-hmm. games. I mean, those, those are, are huge. Thousands and thousands of people coming in, all for a maybe a two hour, maybe a two day event. But that y'all are then tasked with covering that landscape of people too. Right, and it's 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 challenging, but we've our team has really gotten good at it. Again, it's with the relationships that we build with the the management at these venues, um, the partnerships that we make, and and understanding what the needs of both sides are, um, what they need as far as being able to get people in and out, and what we need as far as being able to do that safely, right, and uh, in, in the most efficient manner. You know. Um, we have time goals of, of how quick we want an egress to go from an event that holds 40,000 people. So that is something that you guys are involved in. Yes. I mean, because then you're talking, it's spilling over into public roads, right? Correct. And traffic flow. Mm-hmm. And so 
they don't just get to live in their own little venue bubble. Like you guys have to be inserted into that process. Correct. And and those those talks start months, like in the PGA talk, years out. Um, and so I don't think people understand that that's uh, that's a part of it. And I, and I didn't really think about it when I get in, got into law enforcement nearly 20 years yeah. ago that. Uh, this would be an opportunity for me to to take a, a passion and a love of mine of sports right. and be able to integrate that with my profession. And well, it wouldn't be everywhere else. Right. It's, it's. I mean, there are obviously other markets that have lots of sports, but I mean, it's it's pretty unique yeah. here that you landed here where all that comes up. So I wonder when you talk about the PGA, that's when you compare that a new venue mm -hmm. to somewhere now like the star i mean we've had the star what i don't know seven years now yeah, I don't know, something like that seven years. where you you can predict traffic mm -hmm. flow better um you can you, you just you know the weak points as far right. as security but also crowd safety and all that right. stuff but then a brand new venue that i mean rows are finished and all that but like you have no idea, right? What's going to clog up where and what the pain points are going to be. Right. But does it get easier as the venue's been there? Absolutely. Okay. Each year gets a little bit easier and you don't try to recreate the wheel. You just try to tweak some yeah. of the spokes within it, right? So um, this this first year going into it, yes, we will, we will probably plan and over plan. Uh, we will probably over staff and, and have more than what we needed. We would, we would rather have more than we need um, there and and not use all the resources and, and still being responsible to you fiscally responsible not only to the city but also to to our clients as sure. well um, but making sure that that we have things in place that if anything were to go wrong we can we can handle it and respond to it yeah uh, but it does if you don't, it's too late right correct yeah. It, yeah reactionary gap in that is way too late so we do um, you know again over plan and then year two year three you know if we do a concert um, out at Toyota Stadium, it's pretty much we we pull a, a game plan and we know the the routes of ingress, egress, and we know how we're going to fill in the parking lots, and um, it just it gets a lot easier as time goes on. But yes, as a attendee of those things, we have now learned what being an FC Dallas season ticket holder like ten years now. We know how to get out of those parking lots. Right. We know how long to stay right. after the main crowd leaves to then wait and plan and where to go and all of that. Right. Because you know, the newbies sit in the longer traffic lines. So right. we, we've, we've now outsmarted, outsmarted those guys. Right. I don't know if you're able to say, but you talked about resources and staffing. I mean, Frisco Police Department is limited on the number of officers they have. Do you ever pull in, especially coming from a like PGA up north, do you pull in other cities to help? So we do. We have... Um, with all of the events, not just at our major venues, but we have um, a very large request for off-duty security, um, and that's managed through uh, our community services division. So we have um, an officer that pretty much that's his day in and day out is scheduling of officers to work off-duty. Oh, wow. And so with the number of, of requests that come in on top of our venues, now the venues take priority. Um, so if we have a major event coming on um, at one of our event venues, then we will staff that before we say we can provide officers for this private party over mm -hmm. here or whatnot. We try to make everything that we can, but we do have partnerships in place with uh, Prosper, with uh, Collin College, the Constable's Office, University of Texas, Dallas. Um, so there's a lot of uh, outside agencies that, that help us in events like this. and. 
um, you know, with something like the PGA coming when we when we're going to need you know an upwards of seventy officers for a week to work it, and you know we're That's only a third uh, of your it it we're you know we're force, authorized right? two hundred thirty eight officers, so um, that takes away we still have to maintain coverage of calls and we still have to maintain you know the response to our citizens and things that are needed day to day right um, but we'll have to get creative on where we pull officers from right so that's good though that you, you've got you've got neighbors yeah, that you we can do. pull in when you need them um, all right so I want to close with the idea of like what are some of your favorites here I mean I have my favorite you know reoccurring annual events and different fun things but from your perspective, I don't know if you're actually in these venues working them ever anymore, or just managing the people that do. But like, from your own, you know, football and baseball background mm -hmm. and all that, what do you? What are your favorite events that we have here? Uh, probably, and my favorite event. There, there's a couple different. The venues it would have to kind of probably be the star, just because of the history with Stars the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, favorite event though would have to be uh, the national championship game that we host. I was gonna say the bowl, um, one of the bowl games. The, the bowl yeah. game. The vibe is pretty cool for that. It's stuff. it's awesome, and it's um, you know you see um, coming from that background, I never got the opportunity to play for a, for a national championship, you know. But again, um, not many people do, not right? Not many people do. Yeah. But seeing um, you know these athletes come in, not only seeing how the athletes have changed since since I was in college many years ago. Yeah. Um, but seeing that and you kind of get that goosebump feeling of, man, I remember what it was like to walk into a stadium and, and see that and you hear the crowd and, the you know, and those guys are getting the escort up to the game and getting yeah. off the bus. And to me, that's probably my favorite event to be involved in. Um, and then knowing that the stakes are so high for both of those teams. And again, there's only yeah. going to be one winner right. and, and one loser. And so. they bring in... It's not, and you see this because of the coordination, it's not just the 60-man or whatever, you know, the guys on the team and the coaching staff. Right. There are, like, it feels like towns of people right. that come here, right? Because they fill up hotels. I mean, correct. you've got entire, like, marching bands, right? Drill team or whatever they call them in college. Right. Um, parents of players. Right. Fans, let alone the fans, but there's like a swarm. The yeah. bison call it the herd, right? Of right. people that literally do like make their way into Frisco. Right? I think that that's what I was thinking of is the entire city of Fargo, North Dakota. Whenever the the bison are in this game, they all travel here, it's and it, awesome. it's like it's we turn into to miniature Fargo, North Dakota for a week. Um, I love it. Like I love you know happening to be at a place where they are that weekend and yeah. talking to them and you know how do you like it and what are y'all doing and just like hearing their right. what they're up to and they're so excited and it's it, really fun. It's fun and it's fun to interact with those people and it's fun to see the appreciation on their face to know that we are open and welcoming them Dude, and they love um, us. We yeah, we they appreciate their uh, they appreciate our hospitality just as much as we appreciate theirs. Mm -hmm. And um, it's fun to, to see an event like that go successful and for us to be able to manage it and, and everyone get out, come in, get out in a good Happy. mood. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. My um, close second to that feeling is also college tournament, the Frisco Classic at yeah. the ballpark. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That is. And they have so many Texas teams. Right. Um, you know, Ryan, the founder of that, has been on Hustle and Pro, but um, so kind of know how they, they do pull Texas teams. Right. But it's just a really fun, it, again, those guys, I was lucky enough to work that this year and get to interview a lot of the players. Mm -hmm. And they, they a lot of them play at really cool venues, right. but to come to this state ballpark and they walk in and they're like, 
this is cool. And it's empty, right? When right. they come in for their first practice and they have their phones out and they just like, they they may usually play on turf and so to feel the right. grass and all the little things right. that you know like these young adults like are getting to like soak it all right. in it's really cool let alone just the fun baseball weekend right. but it, it's a cool event yeah it's fun for them and then man what an opportunity that that it provides for people to see teams mm -hmm. like high-ranking college level oh, teams yeah. that you normally wouldn't get to watch play live you know you might see them on the espn or or uh, Bally Sports or whatever it is now, but right. um, but to see those teams play live here at a at, at a I'll call it an intimate venue because mm -hmm. it's not the biggest ballpark, sure. but yeah, yeah. you can you can get you up and close and personal. And, you can yeah. hear the pitch hit the glove, yeah. and you can hear the crack of the bat. So it, yeah. I remember watching you Darvish pitch when he was on a Same. rehab out here, yes. and yes. and being close enough to hear that ball hit the mitt was it was amazing. So. That's just some it of what amazing. this this city has to offer, and it's it's, it's awesome. I'm a sucker for the ballpark. <laughs> We're recording this right before Mother's Day. It won't it won't publish until after Mother's Day, but that's my Mother's Day. Is <laughs> we'll be at the ballpark, and you know I just like being out there. So right. that's that's my choice. If I, if I have something to uh, pick, I'm like, oh, there's an afternoon game at the ballpark. Let's go sit there, and my mom will be with me too. Cause there she's, you go. I'm a baseball girl because she's a baseball girl. So we grew up watching the Rangers and yep. you know getting to go to Rangers games for big it was a big deal because right. we were two hours away also so or you were farther than that it was about two and a half about hours two, yeah so that was yeah our going back again to the childhood it, right. it really shapes like how I am as an adult right and getting to watch and enjoy sports around here so well thanks yeah. I, I literally like pulled you away from your duties yeah. and I'm um, excited that you sat down and yeah. took the time to talk to us so well, thank I, you. I appreciate it thanks for the opportunity it was fun um, and I hope everyone enjoys watching this and they can see Thanks. that there's, you know, you can always relate something back to sports, but even as a police officer, you know, here in the city of Frisco, we have something unique and it's, yep. it's, uh, it's a great place to live, work and play. And I and agree. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys for watching or listening. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure that you have hit subscribe so that you'll get a notification for our next episode. And also, if you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us at Hustle and Pro on Instagram so you can see updates and a peek into some of these things that we're talking about as I post about them. So we'll see you next time.